Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. What's happening? What's cracking? Uh, we back, man. Uh, well, actually, we never left, but we took a week off, even though we still had a podcast. We just doubled up on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Keith was obviously in New York. I think we mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and me, I was just at work. But, you know, we're back on it. And uh, I was serving packs on 104th and half. <laughs> Keith is not a drug dealer. Do not pay attention to that statement. Um, but, yeah, man, we're back. It feels good to be back in here. It felt like it's been like three weeks or something, but it's only been a week. Yeah, it does feel like a long time. Yeah, it feels like a long time. But mm-hmm. it's, always, it's always an awesome thing to, you know, to, uh, give out some content and then hear some perspective on that. So mm-hmm. we're about to get rolling. During that time... Um, it's been some interesting stuff going on. You seen anything interesting or caught anything in the airways, man? I think um, that was a lot, you know, Papa John's and whatnot. Um, oh, yeah. We don't want to feed into the negativity. Yeah, Papa John's using the N-word. Yeah. <laughs> it, what's it, I, don't, I don't know his real name. He's the, the, the main guy. <clears throat> but who really gives a shit? I'm not really... He just... Some people just look racist. <laughs> so when those kind of things come out, like it's not even surprising. Mm, that's true. He, like when Donald Trump started, you know, his little rants and tirades, like I wasn't surprised at all. He just nah, looked racist. Nah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so. But yeah, we uh, also that um, that Will Smith interview uh, with uh, on the title app or, you know, they recently just posted it on YouTube and I, oh, yeah. I watched it. Uh, it was a lot of interesting stuff in there. He talked about, you know, just um, the perception of him being like you know a positive rapper, and um, you know the the infamous infamous slap that he had when he went to Russia, yeah, um, stuff like that, and how Jay Z called him and stuff. But I think the most the most int- intriguing thing that I seen was when he talked about the um, the slap that he I mean not the slap but the um, the scene that he had with Uncle Phil that yeah. you know the, the famous James scene Avery, where, yeah. Famous scene where you know his dad ended up, you know, basically his dad didn't want to see him and his yeah. dad just left. Um, and uh, the the I think the craziest part for me is that you know a lot of people can relate to that scene um, for whatever reason, or a lot of people feel that scene emotionally. And a lot of those people grew up with their father, so um, yeah. and also Will Smith grew up with his dad, so yeah, you know, um, part of being part of being an actor is like you have to pull. You have to pull from real life situations, um, and one one of the the crazy points that he brought up and about the uh, about the scene was um, he he kind of lo- he really looked up to James Avery like I guess on this on the set of Fresh yeah. Prince James Avery was like Definitely. his father figure, mm-hmm. um, and he talked about you know him you know obviously well that was his first show he wasn't he was a rapper before that um, and he was like you know one of the most famous rappers out at the time. And um, so when he got to the show, he was kind of like this newbie that, you know, everyone else is like, you know, their resume is full from, you know, stage plays and stuff like that. But he's just a rapper, you know, coming in. So um, he always kind of held, you know, James Avery in, you know, high regard. And, you know, that was one of the most emotional scenes that they had done in in the show uh, that far. Yeah. And um, so, you know, what, what he said he was doing was he tapped into... This like you know he wasn't he wasn't fighting approval for for his you know he wasn't searching for his dad or, or looking for approval from his dad in 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 the show he was but in real life he was essentially looking for approval from James Avery because James Avery was the guy he looked up to and you know every time he would 
do a scene or you, they would do a take, um, he's like, you know, Will, that's not good enough. That's not good yeah. enough. That's not good enough. So, you know, Will just kept trying to fight for approval, and, you know, that's essentially what came out, you know, one of the yeah. most famous scenes I, in the I sitcom. think what Will did, what Will <clears throat> did that was really cool is by him acting and crying and like, why you don't want me, man? Like all that. The reason why that was awesome because it gave perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, even though he grew up with his father, by him doing that, it allowed all of us that grew up with our fathers to look at look at that situation and say, like, damn, like, it's really like that for other people without dads. Yeah. You know, so it definitely gave perspective um, on that. Mm-hmm. In addition, that was awesome seeing that video uh, because James, I had no idea that James Avery meant that much to Will Smith. Yeah. You know, I figured, you know, it's just a TV dad. I know they was probably close, but that meant a lot to him. Especially a young Will Smith, because he said at that time I was balling, you know. Yeah, but he yeah, said yeah. he said, but he said it still meant everything to me that uh, to please him. Mm-hmm. So that gives you an idea that kind of it actually shows how humble Will Smith is. Yeah, you know. And when we look at Will Smith, like we think this guy is everything, and usually people like that they're just super full of themselves. They're you know. Mm-hmm. Um, really cocky and shit, but I don't get that from Will. I just don't see that. Yeah. Seems like a pretty genuine guy. Yeah, and he's, you know, at the time, he's the most popular person on the show, so... Yeah. For him to, you know, be looking up to other actors on the show like that is Definitely. really, really cool. That's know? back when they had Black on Viv. Yeah. Dark on Viv, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I don't see how the fuck they did that. They had Dark on Viv, and then they had Light Skin out on Viv. I never got used to Light Skin on Viv. Yeah. Never. She was ne- She never really. It just didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. And maybe even you know, not really a disservice to the new, the new, the light skinned one, but it's just like we was so used to the dark one. You yeah. know what I mean? Just she was. The- she struck me as like she was Will Smith's aunt, like for real, for real. Yeah. You yeah. know, but this light skinned one was just like ah, she a replacement. She's, yeah, she's just kind of there. I guess she was salty though. She was real mad. She was talking mad shit about Will after she got kicked off the show. That's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but hey, it is what it is. And to elaborate on the Papa John's thing again, that pizza's fucking gross. All right. Um, <laughs> it just is, man. It's not good. I it, think I think we have to take a stand, too. Like, don't, you know, don't uh, let this boil over. Like, don't, you know. Exactly. If you are a person that ate Papa John's regularly, which most people aren't, but if you're a person that <laughs> ate Papa John's regularly and you're black or, you know, you're offended by whatever he said in any sort of way, if you're white, black, whatever, if you're offended, um, just don't eat it. But don't, like, not eat it right now and then five years down the line, you would be like, man, you know what? I think I'm going to get some Papa John's. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. <laughs> we don't like niggas. <laughs> better, you know, it'd be like, better pizza, better ingredients, we don't like blacks. <laughs> Yeah, man. Nobody. I don't really buy into the racial shit now, man. We got too much. We have too much information, too much news regarding racial shit. It's just, it's just flooding. It's just, it's just. I don't know. It's just too much overflowing bullshit. I, I just, I don't have the energy to really dive into it. So, yeah, I think, I think too, we need to use our, our. I don't say our platform, but I don't know what we use our power as individuals. Um, yeah. In the the worst way you can hurt these people that are doing like these ridiculous outlandish racist stuff. Don't buy the shit. Yeah, don't buy it. If you hurt their pockets, then if you hurt their bottom line, then they'll really you know take a second look or take a look at themselves and you know change change what they're doing. You know what I mean? There's a place. You know, I'm not making a huge impact on their on their um, on their bottom line or how much however much money they're making. Definitely. But there's uh 
you know, a club here in town what and their their own their ownership is extremely racist. They don't say racist things, but their actions, you know, definitely speak louder than words. Like they'll not play hip hop music if there's too many black people in there. Damn. They'll um, Ain't no such thing as too many black people. They're, yeah, they're, they're customers. Yeah, they they <laughs> <laughs> they you know they they don't they believe that black people don't tip. They always talk bad about black people whenever they go in an establishment. Um, but they'll like smile in your face and you know what I mean that type of stuff. Oh, they'll so, take they'll take your money. <laughs> yeah. So after I stopped working there, I haven't ate there since. Like I just I'm yeah. not you know I just don't go where I'm tolerated. <clears throat> Yeah, well, the moral to the story is, overall, Papa John's nasty. All right, moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> moving forward. Um, one of the first topics we'll be getting into um, is catching feelings. Catching feelings, what does it mean? I, I think we've really, we've really like bought into this idea. Like We've subscribed to just an ignorant way of um, describing this. There's nothing, first of all, there's nothing wrong with having feelings, you know, and typically when you do catch feelings, it's for someone that you like, but they don't like you back as much. That's, that's really the definition of catching feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with having feelings with someone that mutually likes you. That's okay. But the problem is, is we don't control our emotions. We all have feelings. We've all caught feelings for people that shouldn't have those feelings personally like i have more than once mm -hmm. where i like a chick i'm really liking her she's not really giving me that much you know energy back but i continue to like her and then all of a sudden i get slapped in the face of reality you know she either just just disappears somewhere some shit and i'm like damn why did i waste my time liking this chick mm -hmm. that was my own fault yeah okay you have to do a better job with managing your emotions you know, the funny thing about, and the funny thing too, what I see is, you'll sometimes you'll see a person, like, you'll see a dude like, man, I fucked her and she caught feelings, bro. Stupid. Like, I'm cool. I'm cool. Mm. First of all, it's not that. Don't think that your dick is so good that you fucked her and now she caught feelings. That's not the case. <sighs> she had feelings for you before you fucked her. Yeah. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. And then after you had sex with her, she may, in her mind, may have think that made y'all closer, but all you wanted was to fuck her and now you're gone. Yeah. You know, which is not cool. Because with me, I don't think that's right because I'm very thoughtful and cognizant of my uh, my my decisions and how I treat people. Um, I've had some, oh boy, I've had some situations. I'm not, I don't want to elaborate situations too much. Situations will arise. <laughs> <laughs> me and Eddie will be. But, but it's a message though. <laughs> but you gotta be smart about it. <laughs> It, it says it in the song. Usher said it. But um, yeah, man, uh, you just got to be smart and self-aware of your feelings and, and the other person's. There is, there is no such thing as catching feelings. They're really not. You have feelings. You're normal. To be cold and emotionless is not normal at all. And I see some women laugh like, whatever, bye, or whatever. And they just cut a dude off and leave him alone. And they think it's okay to hurt dudes. when But when they get hurt, they're like, you fucking jerk, I can't believe you did that to me. <laughs> but you just shitted on some guy like two weeks ago, and then you got shitted on, and it don't feel good. That's real. You know, we have to be more self-aware, man. Yeah. Let's stop, let's stop hurting each other, and let's stop 
Let's stop displaying our feelings towards people that don't deserve those feelings. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. You know? What's yeah, man, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's perfectly fine to catch feelings. Like, that's a normal, like, you can't really control that. You don't really yeah, control who exactly. you like. You just kind of, you know, whatever the pheromones or <laughs> love is in love is in the air. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, whatever the science behind it is, like, you just kind of like who you like. And She got a big booty. <laughs> <laughs> Never trust a big button to smile. <laughs> That girl is full. <laughs> uh, uh, no, but yeah, like you, you know, you just—it's perfectly fine to, you know, have those feelings. Like that's yeah. how relationships start. They don't start, you know. N- even nowadays, if it, you know, it started via uh, an image on social media or whatever, right. um, you don't, you don't like someone based on an image. You definitely. You you find them attractive based on the image, and then you know once you meet them, you get to talking, you laugh, you 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 have mutual you know interests and stuff like that. Then you know you start liking someone, and um, like if you if you're not catching feelings, like you never know where that may lead. Definitely, um, that's just kind of the chance you take. You get you t- you you know you take a leap of faith and hope that you don't get hurt. But sometimes that's just the reality of the situation. You know what? That was that's a profound point. But you know what else too? Is is as you catch feelings, what you can do is you have to rationalize those thoughts and those emotions. So let's say you like a person, you caught feelings for them. What you do is you have to make sure you control those emotions. Don't give them all that emotion at one time. Yeah. Make sure make sure you're all the way sold on that person before you just like boom you let everything out on them. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is is you like somebody, then you just go all in on them, and then they're a piece of shit, and now you just wasted all that time and emotion on somebody. Mm-hmm. You're also allowing them, you're also allowing that person an easier route to manipulate you because they could totally manipulate you because they know you got super feelings for you, for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying be cold, and I'm just saying control your shit. Yeah, if you can control your feelings and don't let them all out at one time, you'll be all right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, but like, like he said too, you can't control who you're attracted to, mm-hmm. you know. But you can control, you can't control how you conduct yourself mm-hmm. regarding your feelings. And a lot of us just, a lot of us just can't control it. Have you ever met somebody that fell in love with everybody they met? Dang. They meet somebody one week. Oh my god. I think I'm gonna marry this guy. Oh my god! I think this is the one. And then, and then like two weeks later, he's a fucking asshole. I'm done. I'm not doing it. And then two weeks later, oh my god, girl, this guy is six foot five. He has his own company. He's a fucking player and a bitch. Fuck this guy. It's like, girl, you just need to sit your fucking ass down somewhere. You catching emos for everybody. And this will be the same chick that will be like. A, a actual good dude will get at him, and they'll be like, "Oh heck no, I'm good on him," mm-hmm. and and be laughing at the dude. Might even hurt the dude's feelings. Yeah, and then turn right around and be complaining. Yeah, you know, I, I'm true. I'm a I'm a huge believer that we the energy we put into the universe, we gonna get that shit back. Yeah. I don't too much believe in karma. At one time, I thought your yeah, karma, but it's not karma. What it is is the shit that you do. That shit gonna be done back to your ass. Mm-hmm. And they say, though, that's the definition of karma. No. If you a person that sits back and you relax and you cool and you treat people right, I feel like you're going to get that back. 
But if you act like you're a good person, but you really fucking people over, that shit gonna come back. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come to the light, man. Yeah, you know. So just be cool, man. I think one one other thing with the catch and filling thing, catch and fillings. I think both men and women in in the their respective relationships need to be honest with definitely the, the other person. Yep. Um, there's some I know, like my little brother used to like. You know, he used to talk to girls on the phone, like, you know, he used to be a little player and whatnot. And um, after every conversation, um, the girl would be like, I love you. And then my little brother would be like, I love you too. And then uh, he would hang up the phone and he'd be like, psych. But yeah. like, every, like every single time. And I'd be like, dog, like, what are you doing? That was like that. Just I was so baffled by that whole thing. But so you know what I mean. Maybe that you know this the whole time this girl was thinking like, damn, like he really, you know, he really he loves really me. loves me. But the whole time, like I know the real situation. Like he uh, just don't, he don't love her at all. Nah. It, uh, yeah. Oh man, that's that's terrible. Why he did that? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna have a, have a good talk <laughs> when, when I see him. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. So just be, you know, just be honest about your situations. You know what I mean? Don't don't lead people, you know, on and um, try to be upfront with them about your intentions whenever you whenever you run into people. That's very true. Like honestly, you don't if if look if you tell a woman straight up like, hey. I'm not. I'm not looking for anything serious. If she mentions something about relationships and where she is in her life, listen to it, mm-hmm. and then you will mention to her like, honestly, I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm just, you know, I'm busy. I'm working a lot, and you know, I'm not looking for anything. You know, I just, I really don't think that's something I'm looking for right now. Mm-hmm. If she continues to pursue anything with you from that point forward, she is only hurting herself. Yeah. Okay. She cannot force you to be in a relationship when you don't want that. You let her know out the gate. But the number one thing you shouldn't do to a woman is lie just so you can fuck her. That's very, that is the most underhanded bullshit ever. Yeah. You know, but you don't need to tell a woman, I mean, for real, I just want to fuck. That's too far. Yeah. That's like, now you got her feeling like, you know, she's, she may want to actually do that, but you just been (laughs) such a dick. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to reduce her down to that. That's not cool. So you can be forward and firm without being an asshole. Let her know how you feel. And you guys are going to, you're going to go, you're going to, you're going to not, basically you're going to surpass so much bullshit by being upfront. And once, let's say if you guys, if it doesn't work out and you guys don't either, either one, you don't hook up or you don't get in a relationship, you guys can still maintain being cordial. You know, you see her out and about like, hey girl, how you doing? Hey, what's up, Eddie? How you doing? And you go about your way. You know, you don't have to make enemies and none of that. Yeah, you get blocked all on yeah, every form of social media. Yeah, it's just a big mess. I'm a, I'm a firm believer, too. And I know this is going to make me sound corny, but I'm not one of those dudes that hit it and quit it. I'm not saying I chase women down. <laughs> but, you know, I may send them a text from time to time, you know, like, hey, how's everything going? And they're like, hey, hey, how's, everything? how's it going? And, you know, this and that. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is women, you could tell they're confused if you text them, Right. Because a lot of women are used to getting used. Think about it, Rolly. Yeah. Like, they're used to guys smashing and leaving them. Yeah. And not texting them no more. Yeah. And it's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. We can't have, like, 
we can't be cordial as people. You know, like you hook up with somebody and now it's just like nothing. No, you guys don't text, you don't talk, nothing. That's just like that's cold, man. Mm-hmm. That's cold, and I'm not, I'm not that guy. Have I done that before? Yes, I have. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have done that. I didn't text her or nothing, and I was just like. And then as I got older, I got more mature and thought about it. Like, why do you feel the need to do that? Yeah, that's just kind of cheesy. Yeah. But yeah, we just got to work on stuff, man. We yeah. got we got to work on that. We got a lot of work to do. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, anything else to elaborate in regards to you know catching feelings? Nope. I think right. we touched everything, man. Just honesty. Um, you know, just be be. I would say be careful with your heart. You know what I mean. Yeah. You don't want to. You know, as I said before, you can't really control how you feel, but you can control your actions. Definitely. So, you know what I mean. Just be mindful about what you're doing. If if a if you're not getting this a certain vibe, just you know what I mean. Just just be careful. You don't want to. You don't want to. Obviously, you, you you know you may be in love with some person or you may like some person. And, uh, you know, it just doesn't feel like they're reciprocating that exactly. same energy. Like, you got to, you know, you got to move on. Yeah. You just can't be if you're, wasting if you, your time. If you're, <clears throat> if you're initiating the contact every time, that's bad. Mm-hmm. If, you, if your energy is always to keep them interested in you, that's bad. Mm-hmm. That's very bad. Yeah. You know, it. the only way you should feel okay with giving all of your feelings to someone is if... It feels like it's been a while since you text them that day, so you're about to text them, but they text you before you text them. Mm-hmm. That's how you know they mutually like you, yeah. And it's okay to be free and let go, mm-hmm. you know. But for the most part, everybody else is a motherfucking dice roll. Yeah, <laughs> I would say like, what what was like? Was there a situation with you where you were? Um, I mean, not the cold hearted person, but you yeah. were a person that wasn't um, necessarily. That didn't necessarily like the girl, but the girl liked you a lot. Like, definitely. How, how did you kind of handle that? Oh, yeah, <clears throat> definitely. Um, there was a situation I had years ago where me and this young lady were, you know, we were fooling around for a while, you know, just sexually, though. And it went on for a while. And I should have known better. I think it was my fault in that in that way. That, But me, I just was capitalizing on regular sex. So I was like, cool, you know, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but... What ended up happening is is she cared about me a lot more than I cared about her. And then she was actually angry with me one day. And I ran everything. I ran a checklist of stuff down to her. And I just told her, like, did I ever, have I ever told you that I loved you? Have I ever told you that I wanted to pursue anything with you? Have I ever, like, treated you bad? Have I ever, you know, I just told her all these things. She was mad. She really wasn't wanting to hear it. But then eventually she listened. And then she apologized to me. I told her I was sorry for, you know, making her feel that way. And we're still cool to this day. Mm-hmm. But it took me having to literally run these things down to her because a lot of times women don't understand it. But uh, there are some women that cannot, well, I won't say, I won't say women in general. I, I just believe people in general. There are people that if you are messing with someone or you're around someone long enough, you're going to catch feelings for them. Yeah. I mean, that's just how I think gen- generally. Mm-hmm. And maybe even though we were just having sex with each other, I think, you know, I'm not making like I'm just this great guy 
but maybe she started to like me more as Eddie the person instead of just Eddie the dick. You know what I'm saying? That sounds crazy. <laughs> it's, the tr- it's the truth. <laughs> maybe maybe she started to buy into me as a person and she liked who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. And maybe she just wanted to use me for sex at first and then it started to become something more serious. Mm-hmm. That's my. That's the only way I could really look at it. And I'm not here trying to make it like, you know, like, you know, I'm just this special person, but that can happen. And that has yeah. happened. That happens to men too, where we're having sex with some chick and she's not feeling us the way that we're feeling her. And, you know, she's probably just using us for, you know, you know, for release. <laughs> you know, just using us for that. And then we're buying, we bought into her too much and she's just like, I'm busy, dude. Like, I'll catch you later. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, it happens. Yeah. We women hit it and quit it too. Mm-hmm. You know, or they keep hitting it. They keep hitting it and treating you like a freaking. They treat you like a freaking my buddy doll. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, I'll hit you back later. Like I'm busy right now. Dang. Hey, you want to hang out later? And mm-hmm. it's like, but I text you like all day yesterday. Yeah, I know, but I was busy. Let's yeah. hang out tonight. You'd yeah. be like, dang, cold blooded, treating you like just a booty call, man. Yeah. But it's all right, you know. You live and you learn. Yeah, there's so you know there's so many like archetypes of those same type of definitely people on both in both you know sides of the spectrum. Spectrum, I think. Um, yeah, man, that that's kind of one of those things that just you um you with mature you know with maturity you you yeah. you're able to reassess yourself and definitely. be like you know I was I was kind of I would say acting out of character, but you know whatever I did was wrong because I yes. led her to believe that, you know, there was something more there than it wasn't. And, you know, it kind of takes you sitting back and, you know, and a lot, you know, a lot of times an apology goes a long way. Oh, yeah. You just say sorry. Like, I didn't mean to, you know, obviously, like, as as human beings, we just, the, the uh, generally, we don't want to see people in pain. We don't want to see. Some people, people don't give a fuck, though. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, generally. <laughs> like, you know, there are people that are just crazy. Yeah. Or psycho. Um but you know, for the most part, people don't want to see other people hurt. So definitely, you know, just an apology and you know, kind of talking about the situation and just I'm gonna say promising not to do it again, but just you know, ensuring them that you know I, that you're a changed person, you know, and you've grown from that situation. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. That's true. It, you know, and hopefully they buy it because a lot of times at the moment when you say something to a woman on the spot, they don't really buy into it. They're yeah. just, they're mad. Women are emotional creatures. Yeah. So they're going to be crying. They're going to be irate. They're going to storm off. Like, don't talk to me. <laughs> and then and then, once they start to rationalize their thoughts, they'll be like, you know what? Eddie's not such a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then they, they have a problem like um, communicating how they feel. So it might be something like, you know, they won't even talk to you until... They see you like post something and it's funny, and they inbox you like your post is funny. How's everything been? And then that'll be them their way to leverage, you yeah. know, this situation instead of saying, "Oh, Eddie, I'm sorry," or yeah. or you know, uh, everything's all right. Mm-hmm. They don't really have a good way of communicating how they feel. So you're just like, "Oh, it's, it's cool." It's oh, they just listen to the podcast like, Hi. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Having a podcast, I could communicate my feelings. I'm sure, some of you don't give a shit. But that's the cool thing about having a podcast because, yeah, because you know, people are listening. Um, but yeah, in that regard, I, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just be smart, man, and ha- and remember, having feelings is okay. 
you can have feelings. Just don't be stupid. Yeah. All right. Um, your first feeling of independence. I mean, we've all had our first feeling of independence. It could be, you know, getting your driver's license at 16 years of age. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be smoking your first cigarette. Now you're old enough to buy cigarettes or I don't know. You know, it could be getting your own apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be uh, losing your virginity because that was always a big one for everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Finally, you could tell all your friends you, you that you had sex because that's a big pressure in high school. People don't realize that. Telling people to smell your pinky. Oh no! Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, god. Like we its so funny. Mm-hmm. Like, and then if you're a virgin in high school, people will tease you. Like, they'll be like, uh, <laughs> they'll be like, uh, uh, you still a virgin, bro? And you'd be like. Yeah, like I'm on 16, bro. They'd be like, "Oh, you still ain't getting none, man." That sound cra- in retrospect, that sounds crazy. It does. Like, nothing wrong with being a virgin no, at 16. No, ain't nothing wrong with being a virgin. Say, but you, you would get teased like, "Man, this nigga Eddie ain't never gonna get no pussy, man. This and nigga I, gonna I, die a virgin. You gonna die a virgin?" And I just was like, "Huh?" <laughs> and then, and then, like it'd be from somebody that'd be like funny looking or something. You'd be like, "I just wonder what girl had sex." With you, <laughs> I feel bad for her, man. The head cheerleader. You said what? The head cheerleader. Oh, uh, the, the cheerleader that was the cheerleader that was blowing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, man. But there, everybody had their their own individual feeling of independence. Mm-hmm. I remember for me, this is gonna sound hilarious, but it's the truth. There was a store on California Avenue called Palms Liquors. This thing is still there, but yeah, Palms is still. It's there. still there, but to make a long story short, they had like a porn section in the back, but it was like a black, uh, like a wall. You had to be eighteen to go behind that wall. And then uh, I went back there for the first time and looked at all the porn back there, and I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy! It's fucking cheesy, but you're a kid, so you know you could go up and get a pack of cigarettes." Or you could get a fucking uh, porn. You could buy the magazine. Oh, they did have a porn section in yeah, the back. Yeah, the porn in the back. Hey, but we used to try to like act like we was going to buy something a little bit. Because <laughs> it was like a curtain like kind of closing it off. <laughs> and we would act like we was really... Because, you know, that was, a, that was a portion of the store that had like the canned beans and like the stuff uh-huh. that you ain't even supposed to buy in like a normal liquor store. Yeah, exactly. Like the stuff that nobody buys. Exactly. Like, it had dust on it. Crack, like, yeah, like saltine crackers and... <laughs> Raviolis and stuff. <laughs> what you doing buying raviolis in the liquor store? <laughs> this both be for liquor, not noodles, nigga. What the fuck? All you need in there is liquor, water, and some juice. Yeah, they yeah, but they they had they had everything at yeah. these stores, and they had the porn back there. And I'm looking at the porn, and he's like, dude, like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're not old enough to look at the movies. What are you doing? And I was like. I'm I'm 18, bro. And I said it with like a voice with bass in my voice. I'm 18. Show me your ID. Show me. I'm like, I'll be there in a minute. No, show me your ID right now. Show me your ID. So yeah. I, I go to the front desk and I just turned 18 like two days ago. Yeah. He's like, okay, you can go look at it. You look my at friend, it. You can go. Bye. You can look at it, my friend. Why do <laughs> why do dudes from the Middle East think everybody is their friends? Like, hey my friend, what are you doing? <laughs> They'll kick you out the store. He'd be like, get the fuck out, my friend. He'd be like, am I your friend or your enemy? What the fuck are you talking about? Heck nah. That's comedy. <laughs> yeah, but something as small as buying porn is where you can find your first taste of independence. Yeah. You know? And you know what else is funny, too? The whole sex thing? 
you think about, you know, your parents taught you how to drive a car. Your parents taught you, you know, obviously how to dress, how to do a lot of things in life. But one thing your parents could never teach you ever is how to have sex. You had to learn that on your own. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and the only thing I had growing up was rap videos. <laughs> That's the that and you know, you looking at all these big booty videos and all I wanna do is I'm gonna zoom, 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 and you just you see these big booty girls, I'll be like, man, I want one like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those rap videos is no good, man. That that kinda like Yeah. That'd throw you that'd throw your whole childhood off. Yeah. You'd be walking in class like you in the third grade, like just a little horny kid. Yeah, <laughs> you don't you, and you don't know any better, man. Yeah, yeah. We lived in a we lived in a we grew up on a culture full of nothing but rap videos and and skimpy shit, man. Yeah, that's real. But yeah, um, that was where you got your first sense of independence, or when you move out of your your parents' house at I don't know nineteen, eighteen, twenty, whatever. And you're laying back in your apartment. You may not have shit in there. You probably got like a milk crate and a couch. But you like, yeah, this is my shit. This is my apartment. Mm-hmm. You know? So it feels great, man. Can you tell me, for you, where you can remember your first sense of independence and how you felt, man? Um, I think maybe when I like kind of first started driving on my own. Got it. I um my my big brother let me use his car to like go to school or um you know just hit a couple corners around the city and it just felt like just felt free, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the best feeling in the world. Oh <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think the driver's license is probably the number one for maybe for everyone. Cuz when I started driving, it's like when you first get your license, you driving everywhere. Yeah. Even when you don't need to fucking go nowhere, you like, man, let me go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. You don't even need them from Walmart. You just driving around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are good times, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, the, I, yeah. Because I never, I, ne- I didn't buy cigarettes or I didn't buy alcohol. So, mm-hmm. or it maybe getting into the club was kind of like a like a like a cool. Feeling. That's like, a you, that's a good one. Yeah. When you turn twenty one. Yeah, you get into the club. You like, I'm yeah, the man. I'm the man. Now yeah, I'm gonna you, get all the girls in here. Yeah, I'm gonna get all the STDs. <laughs> 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 You don't want them girls in the club, man. Yeah. You don't want them girls, man. That's, mm-hmm. oh, nah, that, nah. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I think it's levels to it, though. Like, you go from being 18, like, yeah, you know, I got my license, or, you know, or I'm not a virgin no more, or some shit like that, to when you're 21, now I'm in the club, yeah. And then, like, you don't really have that feeling again until you do some real shit. Like, you either get your degree... Or you get a fucking house, <laughs> mm-hmm. or you have your first child. It's like it's not, and that's not so much independence. That's like you went from you know feeling this first feeling of independence to now you feeling like real adult emotions, like mm-hmm. real shits happening now. Yeah, you know. So it's it's crazy, man. Life happens. Life- yeah, that that independence is like you know, it just it feels amazing. Or like even even like. That transition from junior high to high school is kind yeah. of like something where he's like, oh, I, I have like, you know, I get to kind of pick my schedule a little bit more. I get to like, I'm well, even in junior high, you had like class periods. Maybe that you know, that transition from elementary, just sitting in one class all day 
to going into junior high where it's like, oh, I have like seven different teachers for, you know, each subject and stuff like that. So it's just, that was, that was pretty cool. You felt like, you look, you felt like the man. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Going from junior high, uh, where, you know, you still got all those class periods and whatnot, but you still like a kid. Yeah. But then when you go to high school, now you got all these fine girls. You got seniors walking mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a totally different feel, man. Mm-hmm. It's a different feel. Mm-hmm. But once after high school, all that shit's done. Yeah. Mm, I disagree. 21 years of age. 21. What is the what is what is the last sense of freedom though? Like, is it 21? I say 21 because yeah. that's the last sense. That's the last bullshit. Like all the bullshit in your life is done after 21. Yeah. I'm not saying it's done. You still could do dumb shit later, but the last childlike independence is over. You know, going to a club is, at 21 is really not something that means anything. Yeah. You just, now you could legally get drunk and be around other drunk idiots. You know, that's, yeah. That's the only, that's the only thing. 21, 21. I yeah. think, uh, yeah, like that, that, you, what the heck? You're blowing up my phone. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, the, the only other le- age to like look forward to is like, there's really nothing. Like the next one that mm-hmm. is like actually like, like a, like something legally is like the age you become when you can be a president or something like that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, there's anybody, not really. Anybody trying to be president. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> this, but that's the only other like legal age of something, maybe like AARP or something or like the. <sighs> Where you could become a senior and get movies you, for like five dollars every day. You know what? I say that the next age that means anything will be when you turn thirty. And the reason why I say that is because that's not a legal thing, though. No, not a legal thing. No, not at all. But I'm mm-hmm. saying like the next. You could say the next milestone. Yeah. Like the next milestone age. Twenty one is like yeah, I'm drinking now. I'm in the club. But when you thirty, that's like. That's another milestone. You made it to 30. Now it's like self-reflection time. It's gut check time. You know, now it's uh, you get to relive your 20s, except you're doing all the responsible shit. Mm-hmm. Being in your 30s is like reliving your 20s, but doing that shit the right way. Like, I know you can't really elaborate on that because you're only 26. Mm-hmm. But being 33 years of age, I can tell you right now, the closer you get to 30, the more you start looking at your life like, hey, am I doing this shit right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> am I doing this shit right? Because if I'm not, there's something need to change, like yeah. right fucking now. Yeah. You know? And, but yeah, that's probably the most significant shit besides that. Um, 30. 30 beat, yeah. 30 is like. That's the, it's kind of the age right there. Yeah, man. You should, you'll be there soon. Mm-hmm. You'll be there soon. A couple years, man. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Your 10 year coming up. Yep. Damn. I always had this idea, like, man, I ain't going to my 10 year reunion better, unless I'm balling. You better go. You yeah. better go. It, it, it's important to go to your class reunion. See, my, my class reunion was one of the first ones affected by social media. Yeah. My 10 year reunion was, uh, I'm class of 03. Mm-hmm. If anyone gives a fuck, but um, mm-hmm. my class reunion was stopped because pe- not enough people were going to show up, so they canceled the whole fucking thing. I was kind of bummed out because that's the only one I was ever going to go to. I'm not going to no 20 year reunion. That ain't happening because everybody's gonna be all old and withery and shit. Yeah, and I'm good. But the 10 year is the best because everybody's still young. They're still 28. You know what I'm saying? Um, they're still hot, 
Some of them are newly divorced. You know Damn. what I'm saying? So you're you're showing up. You're still looking good. They're still looking good. You guys could like hang out or something. Mm-hmm. But when you're like fucking forty something, I'm not wanna, like fuck that. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to. You know, my next okay, my twenty will be in uh, twenty three, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not going to that. That's just, I'm just not doing it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna be too old, man. That's real. Yeah, you. Uh, yeah, the t- the ten year reunion is that. That, that age group where, you know, you still, you have, like, so, so much in life can happen in that time period, yeah. so you're, like, a lot different. People got kids and stuff, so. Yeah, everybody has kids. And then, I think, I think the thing that would be interesting for me is to see, like, what people are doing as, as far as a career. Like, some people, you know, you got, like, valedictorians and stuff, like, go on to, you know, go to, like, UCLA and yeah. USC, and they probably working for big corporations, and, you know, you got yeah. people that are just doing regular stuff, but they just happy, so, you know. Yeah. Like, so what do you do, man, for a living? They want to be like, yeah, I work over, and uh, I do a, they'll be like, one day, like I work on a, it'd be some, like, really important position. Yeah. I do corporate accounts for so-and-so, you know. <laughs> Another dude would be like, yeah, I, I work, uh, I do closing for so and so in industries. Like, oh, that's awesome! Another dude be like, I do porn. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah, man. It's some dude that my little brother went to school with that was uh, he was uh, affiliated in the porn industry. Wow, well, he did videos. He actually did gay porn, which is oh! awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, he knows all about being hard. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Jeez Louise. That's, oh, my goodness. Seriously? Your little brother knows the guy? Yeah. We, I think he played football, too. What? Yeah. yeah he played with balls, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> Moving along. Is flirting harmless or harmful? What's your take on this? Just think about that. Mm-hmm. I will tell you honestly what I what I how I feel about flirting. I don't think you should flirt with someone if you don't have intentions of not fucking them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's the most corniest shit ever. You know, do you know the people that flirt the most from my experience? Married people. I see married people saying little innuendos, little small sexual jokes and just giggling. Doesn't mean they're cheating. But it's like their way of, um, it's like their way of cheating without cheating. Mm-hmm. I've had some women flirt with me, and I'm just like, get out of my face, because I know you don't have any intentions behind that flirting. Yeah, I think if you if you're really interested in someone, you're just straight up with them. You don't got to do all that flirty child bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think flirting is cheesy as fuck. Yeah, it's cheesy, man, and it's harmful. If you're in a relationship, it's very harmful. Mm-hmm. Because imagine this, fellas. If you think as a man it's okay to flirt, right? You're flirting with chicks. You know, I'm not cheating on my wife. I'm just flirting. Imagine your wife with a guy, right, that's flirting with her, but he looks way better than you, and he could easily fuck your wife, and then you see her flirting back, and you like, hey, what you doing? Why are you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, flirting could turn into fucking. I think they call that, like, emotional cheating or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's not cool. That shit ain't cool, man. Mm-hmm. It ain't cool. If it, if if my thing is is because I used to flirt with chicks, like even if they were you know in a relationship, and then I caught myself like, this is fucking corny. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? This just doesn't even make any sense. 
you know, the whole flirting thing. And then a lot of times women just like to flirt because they want they like to feel wanted. So they there'll be a guy that they have no interest in whatsoever, but they will still flirt with that guy. Mm-hmm. That guy thinks he's gonna do something like, hey man, yeah, she was flirting with me yesterday, dude. I'm trying to hit that. Yeah. I heard yeah. some guys they get all amped up. Yeah, dude, she's fuck she's into me, dude. And I'd be thinking to myself, she don't want your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um that's a, that's a dangerous man. You can't definitely people gotta um you gotta be mindful of of what your flirting implies, especially Thank if you're you. doing it without the intentions of actually, you know, being with that person. Thank you. If, if look, if you're flirting with someone without trying to pursue anything, me personally, and this is gonna sound really like mansplainy, but if you're a chick flirting with a guy and you say, "I don't want to do anything with him. I was just flirting," mm-hmm. you sound dumb. Mm-hmm. Like you sound real dumb because. Mm-hmm. You're flirting with somebody you have no intentions of doing anything with. You, I mean, even going to lunch, you don't got to be fucking. Even going to lunch with a guy, you ain't even going to do that. You're just like, I ain't doing nothing with him. It's just, it's just being flirty. It doesn't matter. Yes, yeah. it does matter. Mm-hmm. Because in, intentions mean everything. If you yeah. have no intentions of anything, then stop it. Yeah. You got um, Tom thinking you really like him, but in reality, you just playing a game. Yeah, you playing a game. I think a lot of times, I think I think a lot of times, and this I know men probably do the same shit, but a lot of times women will do things like that to compliment their ego. Like they still want to feel wanted, even if they don't want that dude. Mm-hmm. Like they'll be like, "Yeah, well, you know, maybe if you play your cards right." <laughs> and the guy will be like, "Yeah, I want to play my cards all over you in your face." <laughs> and she's like, "Wow, ha ha ha, you're crazy." And then the guys, then they're going back and forth. The guy thinks he's doing something. When she has no intentions of even talking to that guy. Yeah. And you know what? I'll say this. Any any woman listening to this right now, and you've ever done this, you're guilty. Like, you are 100% guilty. Mm-hmm. You know? And I know there's some dudes. I've seen my homeboy do it. There was this girl at the window at a fast food restaurant. And this guy, he was flirting with her so hardcore. I was like, dude. Matter of fact, it was your brother. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> and then, he's flirting with this girl. I know he has no intentions of even doing anything. And he's like, hey, so what's up, girl? <laughs> and she's like, what? And he was like, so what's up? You a manager or what? She's like, yeah, I'm a manager. And he's like, so when you get off of work? And then she was really telling him, like, I usually get off at like 7.30. I'm like, Desmond. I'm like, oh, I said your brother's name. Damn it. I, told, I said, uh... I said, this is a long time ago, actually. This is like in 2005. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, just stop, you know. But to make a long story short, uh, don't do that. Don't do that. That's a, that's a waste. That's a waste of time. Yeah, man. Don't be. It's just part of that part. Of, that kind of goes back to just leading people on, you know. Yeah. Just be mindful. Flirting is not like a game. You, that's a, Essentially, you're just lying to someone. Yeah. So, true. Don't do it. Yeah, the, the flirting, you know, and it's gonna make me sound like a party pooper, you know. You know, I think I think that if there, if you're flirting, if you actually have an attraction, and there's mild flirting involved, then that's not that bad. But if you just const, if every conversation y'all have is flirting, y'all ain't doing nothing. Stop it. Just stop. All right. Anything, any, uh, anything else to add on that, Mr. Text Message guy? No, that's it, man. All right, man. I, I swear, this guy, Keith, man, he gets text messages all day. I hear his phone going off. 
No, what really happened is, and then you look at his phone and say Papa John's. Papa, wait. No, my my sister was trying to get into the house, and she never told. And they're coming from out of town. It's like you didn't tell me when you like I'm I'm doing stuff, so like. You need to tell me when you're on your way home. Like, yeah. don't just expect me to just pop up because you call when I'm recording a podcast. I'm not going <laughs> to go let you in the house. That doesn't make sense. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> Especially when I text you before. Oh, man. Where's she coming from? Class? No, they were in San Diego. Oh, what were they doing over there? Uh, I don't know. They just uh, they just took a trip down there. Oh, okay. Oh, they said, let's just leave. Let's leave Keith here. And uh... Yeah, <laughs> And trying to go to the beach or nothing. I feel you, man. Nothing wrong with that, though. That's cool. But yeah, uh, to make a long story short, that's just how I feel on that. Uh, you got anything else to elaborate in regards to that, brother? Nah, that's it. Man. All right, man. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on. Uh, upgrading yourself. Upgrading yourself. Too frequently, people say, you know, that you know they broke up with a chick or a chick broke up with a guy and I had to upgrade or this and that. You don't ever upgrade. Honestly, you never upgrade. The only thing you truly upgrade is yourself. Because let's say you do meet a better person. You only met that person because you upgraded yourself, Mm -hmm. not because you upgraded that person. Yeah. You know, the energy you put out, you get it back. So what's important is, is like, let's say, for example, you're not doing so hot in life. You don't got a lot of money. Let's say your teeth is crooked and you ain't got no job or some shit like that. And you want to become a better person to attract better things in life. Mm-hmm. You got to upgrade yourself. Get that job you want. Start making the money you want. You know, get your teeth straightened out. Get braces. You know, um, get in better shape. When you start to do all those things and, and, you, get, and you, you fix your credit and all those things, you start doing all that, you are upgrading yourself completely. Mm-hmm. And now you've put yourself in a different bracket. Not a different tax bracket, but in a different bracket. Because now, what you've done to yourself, you will not you will not accept anything less than what you've done for yourself. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, you've done all these things to better yourself. So if you see somebody else not doing those same things, then you're like, fuck all this. I'm not dealing with that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas before, when you was down in the dumps and you wasn't getting the best out of life, you probably would accept it damn near anything. Because you didn't see that much in yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking it because I lived it. I'm just keeping it 100. Mm-hmm. Um, so upgrading yourself is, is vital. It's very important. It could be all the way from finances to education to, um, you know, getting your teeth straight, getting your skin right, um, uh, doing things you have never done before, going to different countries, uh, creating new relationships with friends and family and just all kind of stuff upgrading your life man Up- upgrading yourself is vital yeah yeah we have to be you just have to be it's a it's a difficult process and an easy process the the ideas are the the ideas are easy everyone knows what they need to do to, exactly to get better whether you know whatever the case may be if you want to be an entrepreneur if you want to be you know if you want to run your own business if you want to get uh you know if you just want to be, you know, work for someone else, but you want a really good job, um, we all know um, what we want to do and what, you know, what it um, what it takes to get better. But the hard part is actually applying yourself and actually doing those things. Definitely, so, 
Definitely. You have to be self-aware and, you know, just make sure you're doing things to, you know, each day is like a step in the right direction, whether it's reading or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, studying for whatever job or, you know, you know, working out for, you know, if you want to be a police officer or something, just make sure you're in shape before you exactly. take a little, you know, you know, your tests and stuff like that. So, or, you know, going back to school and it's never too late to do any of these things. It's just, exactly you know, it's just a matter of being self-aware. You might be sitting in college with, you know, you might be 40 years old sitting in college college with, your, with a bunch of 19-year-olds, mm-hmm. but as long as you focus all of that, none of that matters, you know what I mean? Yep. Once you graduate and you get that degree, y'all going to be in the same position. Exactly. Fighting it's, for a job, so. It's never too late to become a better person. I don't give a fuck what anybody tells you. If you're like 38 years old and you've been out of shape your whole life and now you start going to the gym, don't let nobody say... You should have did that when you was younger, dog. You might as well forget it now. What you mean you might as well forget it? Mm-hmm. I seen, I, man, I seen some when I did follow, uh, when I was following Snoop Dogg, and he was in the gym working working out, like kickboxing and whatnot. I hit the like button on that. I'm like, that's cool, man. Snoop Dogg, you know, working out and doing mm-hmm. this thing. And I read a comment that said, man, you, you old. You an OG now, man. You should have did this when you was younger. You might as well forget this. I'm thinking like... That's stupid. That's, that's coming from a person... That doesn't even see anything within themselves. Yeah. That you know, it doesn't even make any sense. Mm-hmm. That I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't subscribe to that way of thinking. Yeah. Like you know, I, you know, me personally, that I used those sort of things as inspiration. Somebody like Snoop Dogg in his late forties, he, you know, running around and hitting a bag and, you know, doing agility drills and stuff like that. It's like you know, that shows yeah. you you're never too old to you know learn something new. You're never too old to. You know what I mean? You know, get you know, getting better health and stuff like that. Or you know, you see somebody that's like, um, even like different musicians. I you know, I've seen some musicians. They'll be like, oh, okay, like I you know, I got hit records and this and this, but I want to pick up a guitar. I want to learn how to play the guitar. Or I yeah. want to learn how to play the piano and stuff yep. like that. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You like, know what else kills me? You ever see somebody right? And we see tons of people like this. Man, that drink smell good. What is that? This is a little bit of uh, watermelon, <clears throat> strawberry watermelon. Oh, the, a body armor. Yeah. All right. Well, I know body armor doesn't sponsor this podcast, but I just want to say body armor, a drink. Smells great. Smells fruity. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> this segment is brought to you by body armor. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, what I find too often is you'll, you're here, you'll see like people, average people, and uh, they'll say things like, man, I'm tired of this. I need a real woman. I need this and that. And you look at their conditions, right? And you're like, dude, I don't think a real woman's going to be into a guy with that does what you do. It's not like I'm judging anybody, but I'm just saying, like, in order to attract great things, you need to be a great person. You can't be some mediocre, no good motherfucker, but you want a good woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you need to be a better man. You need to be a, a man that a woman can trust. You need to stop doing underhanded shit. Stop lying. Mm-hmm. Stop cheating. Stop being a piece of shit. And maybe a woman that's worth something will come into your life. Mm-hmm. That's just my thing. And that all comes with upgrading yourself. And for some reason, you notice throughout this podcast, we keep coming back to the point of being self-aware, being self-aware, being self-aware. That shit's important. Mm-hmm. And it's not like this. none of this shit is scripted. So it's just it just it, that's just an idea, but it is terribly important to be self-aware. Yeah, 
in almost everything you do. Because if you're not self-aware, you're gonna be running. You're gonna run around with a chicken with his like it. You can run around like a chicken with their head cut off. Yeah. You're not gonna know that you're not that great at something. You're not gonna know that you know that you can do better because you're gonna think you're already just so great. Mm-hmm. But you need work. You know, it's just like people that know everything, right? You ever you know those know-it-alls? Mm-hmm. They got a PhD, but they 400 pounds. You'd be like, so you know everything but to be in fucking shape, don't you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know everything about ham sandwiches, but you don't know how to stay in shape. Mm-hmm. Okay, buddy. Well, you Good for you. Yeah. I just think I'm that type of person that maybe I may be in great shape. I may make great money or whatever the case, right? But at the same time, I may not know about uh, how to shoot a gun. So now I get a gun and I hit myself in the face with a gun because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But I... I had to be a know-it-all. You don't know it all. That's why it's important to upgrade yourself. If you don't, if if you want to learn how to shoot a gun, if you want to learn martial arts, if you want to do all these things, they'll make you a more well-rounded person. So up, upgrading yourself does, doesn't stop at just like the the aesthetics and and yeah. financial financial stuff. Yeah, you know. I think I think one point that um kind of you know Charlemagne the God always points back to. Is about seeing, um, I guess, you know, in the context of this situation is upgrading yourself, but not necessarily for like monetary Thank you. Uh, things. Like there's not always going to be money involved in, you exactly. know, certain aspects of, you know, upgrading yourself. But um, like, so you have to see, seize different opportunities knowing that there's some, some value in it that's more than $100, more than $200. As, you know, maybe it's a opportunity to build a relationship with somebody that's doing something similar to you so when you when you guys you know grow together you know you can build something that's you know has a potential value down the line um you know even you know starting a business or you know starting an idea or just kind of brainstorming with a group of people on what you guys can come up with or you know what i mean even lending a helping hand to whoever you know what i mean maybe some years down the line that person is doing a little bit better than life than you are at the time. He's like, "Hey, man, you helped me out back in the day, or you gave me a ride to work when I, you know, is Bakersfield be like two hundred degrees in the summertime. Yeah, He'll be wearing like Burger King shirts and walking to work four miles, and they be sweating. And you know, you give somebody like that a ride, and then all of a sudden he doing whatever he got his degree now whatever the case may be and he like hey man you need a job or you know this yeah so stuff like that happens so you just gotta, yeah you know that's a great point a lot of people don't realize that yeah you know um another thing too is like we live in a gen- generation where people don't allow or really want you to grow so by you growing and actually doing something with yourself people can't believe it mm-hmm. i've seen women that were overweight and then I see them later, like, hey, Eddie. And I'm, I'm like, oh, I think I remember you. Oh, we used to go to school together. I was like, and they'll tell me their name. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you look amazing. Mm-hmm. You look great. Congratulations. You did a great job. Yeah. And, like, the thing with it is, is, like, me, I'm always been the type to, like, give people props. Even when they ha- they reach small milestones, mm-hmm. they'd be like, Eddie, I seen you got in great shape, you know, and I seen what you did. And. You know, and I just motivated me because I was just fat or I was lazy. And I'd be like, man, you look great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's just awesome to see people grow and to change and upgrade themselves. You know, it'll be some little chubby dude that's overweight with crooked teeth. And he get in shape, straighten his teeth out. And then all of a sudden, this dude is just 
look completely different. It's in great shape. And you know, and, and what happens too is when that whenever you when you upgrade yourself, it's not for other people. It's to feel it's to feel the confidence that you've never felt. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of times, you know, it get annoying seeing like um, you know, to see certain things, you know, it could be like, you know, a chick posting a million booty pics, but a lot of times it could be a time where maybe she couldn't post that. Yeah. You got to think about that. Maybe she didn't feel comfortable with her body, and now that she's worked for it, now she's posting in pictures. Because mm, now, now that she, she went to the butt doctor, she's ah. <laughs> Hey, the other day, not too long ago, on uh, Brilliant Idiots, you referenced it earlier, they talked about Kylie Jenner, probably one of the only surgeries that look good. Because I ain't going to front. Kylie Jenner look legit. She look kind of good. I ain't gonna lie, her body is nice. Yeah. And she got nice lips too. Yeah. I don't know how, like, that's the, she the only chick that I've seen where the plastic surgery looked like legit good. It took four Kardashians for them to get one. Courtney <laughs> <laughs> ain't got nothing though. She yeah, ain't got Kourtney no surgery. Courtney fire. Yeah. I think the, the prettiest, the best, the best Kardashians to me right now is Kendall, Chloe, and, and uh, Kendall, Chloe, no, not Chloe. Yeah, uh, Kendall, Courtney, and uh, Kylie. It's the not the I don't know. I, to me, I was like I used to be really in love with Kim Kardashian for some reason. I Chloe but now, for me. but this was like this was like she was fine though, bro. She was fine. Kim was fire, bro. This was like, um, like before she started dating. Like, uh, was uh, what's the Lamar? Um, well, no, uh, Austin dude. Oh, the receiver. He used to play. Miles yeah. Austin. Yeah, my like back in those days, I was like, Kim fire. But now I'm just like, I'm off of all of them. Like I they don't, they don't really like strike me as you Kylie, know anything special. Kylie fine, bro. But um <laughs> shout out to Kylie Jenner. Uh, <laughs> uh Keith I don't on, even Keith, know. Keith be on there trying to act like he don't like white women, man. She uh No <laughs> Do I'm we consider gonna... them white though? No nah, then Yeah Because yeah. they are Minion. No 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 Kylie and them are straight they they Jenners. Oh yeah 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 they Jenners. Yeah they but what's it the other girls or the Kardashians is Armenian, right? Yeah, they're Armenian. Yeah. They look like brown. Like lightweight. Yeah. Shout out to the Kardashians. Maybe we'll get like a Kylie Jenner makeup sponsor on our podcast or something. Yo, she she's she is that I can't for some reason I may it may sound like I'm hating, but that whole like nine hundred million dollars. Yeah, that just sounds crazy to me. Nice. Like that's the first time I've heard like an astronomical astronomical number like that. Where I was like, nah, bro, I don't know about that, dude. But dude. makeup is really is really popular, so it's hard to believe for me. But, you know, it may be legit. You never know. Women love fucking makeup, man. Yeah. I wouldn't know. And I wouldn't. they love the Jenners. Yeah, they love they love the... They, and they got... I don't understand how they... Like, they got a ton. I'm talking about they got over 100 million followers. Um, yeah. Cam does, I think. Yeah. It's like, damn. I've never... Of, I, I think they're the only... I wouldn't say the only people, but the the Jenners are... Not, I wouldn't say the only. That sounds ridiculous. But they have maximized their social media. Yeah. Like there's some people that have, there's some music like rappers or musicians. They'll have, you know, forty thousand followers, but can't sell thirty thousand records. Man. But the Jenners and the Kardashians, they found a way to, you know, u- utilize you know their hundreds of millions of followers and you know 
not really force them to buy, force their followers to buy stuff, but, you know, make it so their followers, you know, appreciate their materials enough to invest in them. So that's crazy. I'm, I'm right now, for some reason, I had to look it up. Mm-hmm. The most, uh, most followed Selena Gomez got 133 million followers. She's that interesting. I, I don't see, like, I don't follow none Shit. of these people. And then you got uh, Christian Ronaldo, 121. He's an athlete. That's, yeah, I can see why. That's, that's easy. You know, soccer is the most popular. Sport. Ariana Grande got 117. Yeah, Damn. a lot of these these smart these people have benefits of um, growing up in front of the public eye. Beyonce got 111. Like Ariana Grande, they were all on you know like Nick. Oh, I don't know about Ariana Grande, but you know they were all like Disney Channel people and stuff like that. This is old though, cause it got Kim at 108 million followers. Mm-hmm. She got more than that. Taylor Swift got 106. This shit crazy. Cristiano Ronaldo's the only dude on there. Yeah, I know. Kylie Jenner got 104. Well, The Rock got 100. The Rock. Dang, The Rock. Yeah. And Justin Bieber, 97. If you go to Justin Bieber's now, he probably got like 120 or some shit. It, like, Instagram is a trip. Yeah. I'm tripping out on this right now. I think that... Um... Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think I think it, you know, it's kind of good to grow to grow with your with your um with your audience. That kind of there's some sort of like attachment people have when it comes to that. Yeah, looking at Kylie Jenner's uh Instagram right now. Yep, she got that's some good plastic surgery right there. <laughs> some, some good plastics, some good silverware right that's there. That's the only plastic surgery I've seen ever that looked like it's legit real. It don't look real. It just look legit. Yeah. Travis Scott be like, man, yeah. <laughs> what did you say? That's a that's the most random relationship. Yeah. 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 I wonder how that feels. Like there's there's especially in 2018, there's nothing wrong with like your your wife yeah. getting more money than you. Definitely. Um but I wonder how that feels. Like you know, there's a certain like you know, certain you know, back in the '80s and '70s, you know, the man was the breadwinner. He'd come home from working forty hours, and man, I don't, um, I don't give a fuck. I, I personally wouldn't feel emasculated if my woman made more than me. I'd be glad, like, yo, man, my woman made this much. Yeah, I would not. That does not emasculate me at all. I don't need to be the breadwinner. You know, honestly, if I am great, if I'm not, cool. But if she makes more than me, I would hope she makes way more than me. <laughs> Yeah, that's real. So she rubbing it in your face, she only make fifty cent an hour more. She than can you. rub it in my face. I lick it. Right. No, I'm mean, no. Crazy. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, man. Yeah, but I mean, we got kind of away from the main point. But you know, upgrading yourself is um, is paying yourself back. Mm-hmm. Um, don't try to upgrade just the situation. Upgrade yourself. Yeah. That'll put you in a totally different bracket in life if you, if you will allow it. Mm-hmm. If you're self-aware enough to understand that you need work and you're and you work towards those areas, meaning, you know, you're you're getting in better shape, you're making more money for yourself, you're looking for that career, you're trying to get your degree, you know, doing all those things. And it doesn't have to be what I said. It could be something completely different. Mm-hmm. Every all of us have weak points. If you're working, if you're working to ad, ad, advance in those those weaknesses and upgrade those, those are important. Mm-hmm. But upgrading yourself ultimately is 
going to pay you back major dividends, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think one one thing that I always kind of harp on is this idea of like reading and reading to learn about whatever aspect of whatever you're trying to do. Definitely. Um, you know, I, you know, a lot of my friends make movies and they're filmmakers and, you know, they, they're aspiring to be, you know, directors and, you know, they want to make Hollywood movies. And I would um, tell them, you know, I'm not even there yet. I'm in the process, process of doing stuff. But I would just tell them to like, you know, continue to learn, like read, you know, read. There's there's books that we've we we were given in school and, you know, it's only so much time in the in the school year. So the teacher would be like, read page one through 15 or something like that. And then the next week it would be like read page 50 through 65 um, or whatever the case may be. But like we never was we never were really told to read the entire book. But now I'm kind of making it a point to like go back and read like, you know, certain chapters that I kind of skipped over because like I found that in the process of doing stuff for like on my own, like I just didn't even know what I was doing really. <laughs> <laughs> like I had an overall idea yeah. like, oh, okay, this goes here, this goes here. But I was like, wait a minute, like I'm, I'm like literally doing this without knowing exactly how to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and I found that when I, you know, when I'm going back and I'm reading the chapters that I skipped over, it's like little subtle things that like you can implement and it just increases your work tenfold. And then, yeah, you know what I mean? Sometimes I'll, um, I'll be talking to somebody about some aspect of, you know, filmmaking or screenwriting or something. And, um, some of the stuff they just don't know. And it's not because, you know they're bad or they're not good at what they do it's just that they just don't know so it's something you know something to that idea like you know just uh study what you're doing like I was just when I was just in New York with my cousin my cousin he went from working in Hollywood on American Idol and stuff like that and then he moves to New York and you know it's it's like a complete 180 you know living in here and then living in New York and he doesn't even live in New York City he lives like in a a, a a small city upstate, um, it's like you know a lot of trees and stuff like that. But like his idea, he was like he he always liked to cook, and when he was here in California, he would cook a little bit, he would barbecue a little bit, and you know certain stuff like that. But like he's been in New York for a year, and his like just the way he cooks and his knowledge about cooking and you know like the subtlest things about using. Um, vegetables from, you know, hand-picked vegetables and, you know what I mean, using certain using certain seasonings. And, you know, he even has a garden in his backyard and, you know, he just kind of talks about, you know, just, he just, like, his knowledge of cooking and stuff is so much more vast than it yeah. used to be. And it just comes from, um, you know, reading and stuff. And you can taste it in his food. He's just so much of a better cook than he was when he was, you know, here a year ago. So, yeah. Yeah, put, putting in the work, upgrading mm-hmm. your knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's all gonna it's all it's all the uh, what do you say collective. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's all important. Well, folks, uh, looks like we're coming to the end of this podcast. Yeah. But I once again would like to thank everyone for tuning in for another uh, great show. Uh, me and Keith both definitely enjoy a lot of the feedback we've been getting. And yeah. we will continue putting out this content. Yep. Uh, do you got anything else you want to share? What are you working on? What's going on? 
Uh, I'm working on a couple different things. Like when I was in New York, um, my cousin's husband and I, we were working on music. So I'm going to try, like we're putting, I'm putting together like a, 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 like a four or five song EP that I may put on like, you know, Spotify and whatnot. So you on the lookout for that. And then, um, yeah, that's about it really. Like that's the, the most immediate thing that I've been working on. So cool, man. Stay tuned. Watch out for that EP, man. Yeah. Watch out for that. For that. Uh... We got some baby making music. We got some stuff that you can shoot niggas with. I'm <laughs> 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 just playing. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, that's about it, man. Once again, thank you for your time. This you you've been listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Things. Have a good one. Peace.